Yeah, you, you just have to sit in silence and, and make stuff. So. Well, I don't want to sit in silence. That does not a good episode make. That's why you cut the silence. <laughs> okay, let me let's read this let, let's read this title. Oh my god, I need to scroll. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> what? Okay, I you I fine? have to I have to read the title of the episode to have any kind of inkling of what we're about to get into. Yeah. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Matt, uh-huh. what do you know about maggots? I don't like them. Okay. Um, creepy, gross, really gross. I once tried to make some French fries with some potatoes that we were storing, and <laughs> they were more maggots than potatoes. I remember that. And I, wow, I'm surprised I'm still eating potatoes to this day. That was that was awful. That potato tried to boogie across the floor oh, when you God, scared it. That was so bad. Um <laughs> So, I know a little bit about maggots. What I know is I do not like them. Okay. Well, this uh, this character, uh, Japheth, otherwise known as Maggot, was created by Scott Lobdell, who is a problematic creator, so keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, ben Rabb, uh, Joe Matarera, and Melvin Ruby, and first appeared in uh, Uncanny X-Men Volume 1, number 345, in 1997. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm not familiar with... Any of the names that you yeah, just yeah. said. So. Uh, Lobdell and Matarera are probably the two most famous on that list. Matarera is a very anime-influenced artist. Okay. Um, do you remember Kingdom uh, Amalar Re- Reckoning? The yes, game? yes, yes, yes. He was the art designer on that because I think he lost a bet. <laughs> okay. Um, he He's a very strange creator in that he'll take like, decade-long hiatuses and then come out and do a bunch of work all at once and then just go away until he's broke and then come back and do a bunch of stuff again. Okay. But he was the primary artist on X-Men during this period. Sure. And he, he's a very good artist. Like, he, like, it's a very anime and style. Like, everything is over the top. His guys are huge. His women are tiny. And so on and so forth. Okay. Um, Lobdell is a decent writer, but he's... Had a lot of sexual harassment allegations thrown against him, so he's oh. he's kind of an ass. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't. Okay. Okay. But yeah. So we are, we are talking about Japheth here, um, and Japheth was born in a small South African village, the youngest of five siblings. Sure. Okay. Uh, compared to his other siblings, he was extremely small and weak, and constantly looked malnourished no matter how much he ate. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, he also suffered from terrible stomach pains almost constantly from birth. That sucks. Yeah. And then while he was being treated, um, his doctor told him uh, and his family that he suffered from a extremely advanced form of stomach cancer. Oh, well, that sucks even more. Yeah, especially considering how young he was because it shouldn't have been able to advance that. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, because... Okay. And uh, not wanting to bankrupt his already struggling family, Japheth ran away from home, intending to die in the harsh desert. Fuck me, this got dark quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool, Chris. Nice yeah. story. Love this. Yeah. Hey, I'll, it's it's about to get maggoter. 
Because that's not... That isn't instilling me with a lot of hope right now. <laughs> if if his choices are death or maggot, I... <laughs> Okay, well, okay. moments away from death, uh, the boy was found by the mutant revolutionary Magneto, who was apparently just hanging around in deserts at the time. What the hell's he doing there? I don't know. I have no idea. He was just there. Uh, and Magneto uh, recognized a fellow mutant, and using his mastery of magnetism to reveal both the source of Japheth's pain and his mutant ability. Did he have just a bunch of metal in his tummy? Uh, he had a pair of large biomechanical slugs that dwelled within the boy's body. How how those get there? That's his power. That no, that's that's not a power. That's a con, that's a condition. That's an invasion. How is that? But because the two slugs functioned as the boy's digestive system. Huh? <laughs> uh, Japheth would later name the two slugs Eenie and Meenie. Okay, there's points there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Magneto used his powers to pull them out of the boy's body and be like, look, this is why you're caught, you're in so much pain. Like, you've got these things inside of you, but they're your friends. So the act is his digestive system, and yeah. Magneto pulled them out. So that's the equivalent of pulling out, like, our intestines or no, something? Okay. No, because they are, what what they do is they emerge from Jappet's body, Okay, go and eat things, and they're omnivorous. They can eat anything. Sure. And then they return to his body and release the energy. He can't eat normally. And, okay. And have they been doing this his entire life? He just hasn't noticed? Well, partially because they've been inside of him and not emerged. They haven't been eating as much as they should. So that's why even though he's been eating right, food, it's right. not doing anything for him. Right. But, I mean, they have to be getting food somehow. It's implied that they were eating his stomach. How old is he? Young. He's like, I think, 12 at this point. I mean, that's still... Okay. It's it's a bad situation for him, but now at least he knows what's going on. Sure. So things can get better? Yeah. So Magneto nurses him back to health and then takes him home with an understanding of what's going on. That's... Like, <laughs> that's weird. Like, I, Magneto's, <laughs> Magneto's power over, like, metal has <laughs> really benefited. And so, like... <laughs> I can feel the metal inside of you, and now I know how your biology works. Apparently, yeah. What? <laughs> it was more like, he was like, oh, there's a foreign metal inside of you, let's get that out of there. And then it's like, oh no, there's two slugs. Oh, look, they're eating stuff. <laughs> and they come back to you, and you feel better. I'm a scientist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Magneto has a lot of knowledge of how mutant abilities work, sure. so he's it just like, this is what's going on here. Like, okay. I, let's, let's, this is, you have to deal now. <laughs> he'll, get, he'll get a pass, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when they returned to Japheth's home, they discovered that his father had been killed by rebel fighters in the area. Of course he has. Uh, Japheth pleaded with Magneto to help. Sure. And then the monkey's paw curled. Ma okay. Because Magneto helped. <laughs> oh, Magneto, what'd you do? Magneto uh, slaughtered the rebels in an incredibly brutal fashion in front of the young Japheth. Okay. Um... While Japheth was helpless to do anything but watch this carnage around him. Sure. And Japheth, as we've already kind of established, is a nice kid. He's a soft-hearted boy. Okay. And he was just... He was he wanted Magneto to be like, get my family out of here. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. And Magneto's, I'm gonna help, and what I do is I, I'm a murder man, so... Why'd you do that, Magneto? Because he's a murder man. <laughs> but you could have done... 
Like, come on, man. <laughs> and like he... bedside manner. You may not be a doctor, but you're pretending to be one. Yeah. So afterwards, uh, while there's you know dead rebel fighters all around him, and he's covered in in dude blood, Manio's just like, "Hey, Japheth, you should join my Brotherhood of Mutants." <laughs> <laughs> you want? You, you want you, in? <laughs> did you like that kid? No. Did you like it? <laughs> no. You should join me. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah, and... Um, God, Magneto, really? Yeah. Super smart, and then this. And then yeah, this, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> murder fun. Yeah, but Japheth oh. was obviously too traumatized to join up with him, saying that he would never join the violent evil mutant. Sure. And Magneto, like, lost his temper and was, like, and just flew off. I was like, you'll join me eventually, you little brat. <laughs> he lost his temper through a tantrum and just left? Yes. Okay. Eh. <laughs> okay. Outing. Yeah. Well, Magneto was partially right because later, after growing up a bit, Japheth, now calling himself Maggot because of the two maggots, uh-huh. set out to find Magneto, uh, hoping that the Elder Mutant could help him master his powers. Sure. He still didn't have a great control over what was going on. He just knew how to not die at this point. Yeah. He, okay. Okay. And it, so, like, so these these maggots are autonomous. They they do their own thing at this point. Yes. Okay. Um, and Magneto was like the only other mutant he knew. So he's like, I got to figure out what's going on. Like I, I have to master this situation. Sure. Um, so as we've established, the slugs acted as a digestive system, Mm -hmm. but the main power that he had other than just being able to eat things like uh, with his maggots with his tummy maggots is when they return to him and re- release the energy he grows bigger and stronger because of it sure. it gives him like a temporary shot of energy and strength okay okay and but it's also kind of painful when that happens sure so these things do they come out of his mouth how big are these things um how, how does this how, like, they're I'm... wiener dog sized what <laughs> yeah and they, they come out of his torso Okay. They emerge like, from his torso and then burrow back in. Oh. And he has to do this uh, five or more times a day. Why? Because that's how he gets enough food okay, to eat. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, like, is it like? Do they? Is it like magic and mysticism? Like, phase out of his body, no. or is it like literally terror? It's body horror. Or... Oh. And it like the physical and mental torment from doing this five or more times a day was really starting to wear on the kid. Yeah, uh-huh. So that's why he wanted to get Magneto and be like, hey, can I just keep these things outside of me? <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a way? Is there they... anything I can do about the situation? Because yeah, this sucks. <laughs> can they, I'll take them tube feeding me. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. So Maggot believed that he had tracked down Magneto to New York City. Because that's where all the superheroes be. That's where they go. Uh, but instead found Psylocke and Archangel instead. Okay, and quickly I'm sure became that's fine. yeah, and quickly became embroiled in typical X Men nonsense. Yay! Uh, Japheth, along with the two X Men, was transported to Antarctica to serve as the jury during the trial of Gambit. <laughs> okay, because Gambit has ever since his introduction has had like a secret, like a, a secret. Okay, and it was implied it was a bad secret. It was partially implied that like. He was going to be the traitor that Bishop was looking for. Uh-huh. And that's why Bishop came back in time was to stop him. Yeah. Uh, that ended up not being the case. But there was still this secret that Gambit had that they eventually had to resolve. 
Sure. So what it was is um, in the 80s during the first like big X-Men crossover, the Mutant Massacre, um, the Marauders, who were, were like evil, a group of evil mutants, slaughtered all of the Morlocks, who were the subway-dwelling like disfigured mutants. Yeah. And it turns out that Gambit was the guy who led them to the Morlock tunnels. Okay. So it's it was bad, it was bad, but it was like this two decades long thing that they sure, needed to resolve. Sure. It is more like we're writing by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Okay. But as a result, someone I do not know who put Gambit on trial for this. Okay. And this was when Gambit and Rogue broke up per, for a while. Okay. And Gambit was stranded in the Antarctic. Sure, why not? Yeah, but we're not talking about and that's, Gambit today. And that's where they held his trial? Yeah, it was in the Antarctic. And the... Okay. Uh, at the time, there was a clone of Magneto called Joseph, who was a younger clone. Of course there was. Who was hanging around with the X-Men. Uh-huh. And Maggot found him and was like, oh, hey, it's the guy I was it's looking you. for. Hey, buddy, it's yeah. you. I know you. Um, while talking with him, Maggot expressed gratitude to Magneto, saying like he could never be the violent man that Magneto wanted him to be, but he was still grateful for helping him out initially and even doing what he did to protect his family. Right, right. Like, he, I, I, I don't agree with your methodology, but I do uh, appreciate the... <laughs> the intent? Yeah, I yeah. Guess. Well, Joseph didn't have Magneto's memories, so he just kind of gave Maggot a thumbs up and told him to go back with the X-Men. <laughs> hey, cool cool kid. Let's... Yeah. Rock on, little Bill. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the X-Men returned back to Westchester, um, where they found Cyclops incapacitated with a bomb in his chest due to some unrelated bullshit. <laughs> yeah, okay, why not? Yeah. Uh, the mutant doctor, Cecilia Reyes, assisted with the removal of the bomb, but it was still, this still left an armed bomb on the premises of the mansion, which is kind of an issue. Yeah, sure. Sure. Although I, I would think that bomb in proximity to the mansion is not as big of an issue as bomb inside of man. Yeah, no, that, I mean, the situation has improved, but it's still a bad situation. Yeah. But Meg was on the scene and he had one of his slugs eat the bomb. Okay. Uh, who absorbed the entire impact of the explosion and just gave a little fiery burp. Because that's how that works. Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, and because of this, the X-Men asked Meg to join the team full-time because he really <laughs> pulled their fat out of the fire on that one. Hey, dude, you just you just had a slug eat, a little Mel slug eat that bomb. Yeah. We like you. Well, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Of course. Unless you have a maggot. Unless you have a maggot. Um... Okay, that's, sure, like, I, that like makes the, sense, that makes sense. The entire point of this period of X-Men, it was after, like, the mutants had gone through another rough patch, which happens roughly every, I don't know, two months or so. <laughs> yeah. Um, most of the big heavy hitters on the team were off doing their own thing, like, Gambit was left in the Antarctic, Rogue was off wandering <laughs> the Dealing with his trial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cyclops just had a bomb ripped out of his chest, so on and so forth. He's going to be out of commission for a few days, and I think. they wanted to introduce, like, the editors wanted to introduce some new blood onto the team. Sure. So they had, um, like I said, Cecilia Reyes, who is a mutant doctor, and she can create uh, force fields. That's okay. her ability, is she creates force fields. Okay. And she doesn't, she was kind of unique because she was, she knew she was a mutant, but she hid it for a very long time. Okay. And hated being a mutant. Sure. And, but she just kind of found herself on this team. Okay. 
They, they kind of adopted her by force. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then you have Maggot. Uh-huh. And then there was uh, Morrow, who was one of the remaining Morlocks and hated humanity. And her ability was she could grow bones out of her body and throw them like knives or whatever. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, she's really cool. I like her a lot. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and she was a former bad guy who joined the team. And it, they wanted new blood and they wanted unique-looking mutants. And sure. Morrow looks very unique. She's covered in spiky bone protrusions. And Maggot is a huge blue dude. Okay. Uh, I think we glossed over that. Yeah, yeah. Why is he blue? Uh, it's when he powers up, his skin turns blue. Oh. When he's in his normal form, he looks like a normal African boy. Or young man, I should say. And then when he powers up, he turns blue. Okay. Yeah, that was not mentioned. No, it um, wasn't. Okay, hold on. I, 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 I've resisted long enough. I do have to now Google yeah, this up. man. Let's take a look at our boy here. Not what I was expecting. Okay, so yeah, he's... Look at that. He's blue. Yep. He sure is... Sure is blue. And like what's I said, what, those, those maggots are about dachshund-sized. What's with the sunglasses? He likes sunglasses. Okay. They make him look cool. It was the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> that... Oh, touche. Okay, there he is, powered up. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. There's a little boy with maggots coming out of his tummy. Yep. Don't like that. That's him. Ooh. His squitch. <laughs> cool. That's cool. Yep. Okay, now he's red in this picture. Why is he red? I have no idea. <laughs> I got no clue, man. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so while on the team, Maggot kind of kept to himself a lot and was generally secretive. Which made his teammates kind of suspicious of him. Uh-huh. And the reality was he was kind of ashamed of how gross his powers were. I would be too. And felt that the other mutants would find his means of eating, like, gross or disturbing. So, like, whenever mealtime would happen, he'd run and lock himself in the bathroom for a while. That makes sense. Um, but because of, like, the fact that everyone was mistrusting him and he was generally secretive... Uh, Maggot found himself the blame when several citizens of Salem Center turned up devoured and figures re uh, resembling his slugs were spotted at the scene. Uh-oh. So like, oh shit, like, this guy we just took on because he ate a bomb is actually a murderer. Oh no. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> no. It turns out that it wasn't Maggot and his slugs. It right. was actually a race of demons that just resembled the slugs. <laughs> what a, this would never be resolved what a wacky coincidence yeah. it was implied that there was some sort of connection between the two of them but it didn't happen because maggot maggot didn't take <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes maggot a lot of people have retrospectively liked maggot at the time nobody liked maggot <laughs> okay uh wolverine assisted in the investigation and kind of grew closer to maggot during during the process uh, Japheth told his backstory to Wolverine and also told him something else. He wasn't as old as he looked. His powers made him look older, made him look like an adult. Sure. How he, old? Okay. he was actually, he looked like he was in his mid-twenties. Yeah. He was actually around 18 or so. Okay, so not, not a huge jump, but... No, but enough that he looked like a full adult when he was a teenager. Right, right. Um... Because of this, he decided, Maggot decided to, instead of, a, like, going around with the main X-Men team, uh, join the Massachusetts Academy, which was, like, the training school for the X-Men at the time. That's where Generation X and the Younger Mutants hung out. Uh -huh. So he's like, I'm gonna go with my, my peer group, essentially, even though I look like a full-grown full, full grown dude. Um, 
However, before he even had a chance to unpack his bags, he was attacked by a guy called Slaughter, who was a big game hunter and like a B-grade craven. Okay. Uh, who endangered the entire school because he saw Maggot's slugs and was like, I want those. Uh-huh. I want those mounted on my wall. Trophy hunter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Maggot couldn't handle being the cause of putting so many other students in danger, especially younger students. Sure. So he left to pursue the student, make sure he didn't come back. Okay. And he was gone for almost 20 years. Whoa. (laughs) Bye, Maggot. Yeah. He appeared in, like, brief little cameos, but it was kind of just, like, the, ah, look at this stupid mutant. uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, there was a point where he reappeared in a Weapon X series only to die. And then people forgot that he had died. <laughs> and that's, like, bad. The that's Toriyama not, effect. The tor- Yeah, basically. Like, there was a joke where somebody thought they saw him at someone's birthday party. And they're like, oh, no, that was just a cosplayer. And then they're like, oh, well, who would cosplay as Maggot? Ha, 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 Oh, poor Maggot. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really a shame, considering he's, like, their only Saf- South African mutant. That, that does kind of suck a lot. <laughs> But he did reappear in the Krakoan era, where he had a, a couple of kind of cool stories. Which is the more recent time of mutants where they have their own island and can resurrect from death and things like that. Okay. Uh, he was a part of a mutant cleanup crew who would attend the after effects of battles. Like, if there was a spill or something, he would clean it up because his, his slugs can eat anything. Sure. Like, devour debris and rescue citizens and things like that. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's... It's a good use for him. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so there was one where, like, a group of X-Men fought a toxic sludge monster. Uh-huh. And there was sludge everywhere. Yeah. So Mega goes in there and starts cleaning up stuff, and then a piece of debris falls on him and kills him. Oh. Oh. Like I said, they can resurrect at this point, so it's not that critical of a thing. Okay. <laughs> he comes back, like, a day later. <laughs> okay. Um, along with his two slugs. The slugs died, too? Yes. Okay. So he thought. Okay. So we, we, um, uh-huh. so was it was it a situation where they all three were crushed, or is yeah. it like a symbiotic? Like if he dies, they die. Well, if we know Japheth died, and we know at least one of his slugs died. Gotcha. And so they resurrected him and both of his slugs because they're part of him. Okay, so it is a symbiotic kind yes. of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but after being resurrected, he was like subjected to intense psychic pain, like almost constantly. Cool. Uh, and he eventually deduced that, through the psychic connection, that one of his slugs had not died when he did. So when they resurrected, it's like kind of a, now there's two of one thing? Right. And he's getting a lot of psychic feedback from that. Okay. Because he's got two, like, yeah. two arms essentially trying to occupy the same space. Right, right. It's bad news for him. Sure. And when he resurrected with the new slug, uh, the old slug went rogue. Because the psychic connection was kind of bad. Kind of messed up. Yeah, and it became jealous of the new slug because it thought that Japheth's affections were going to it. <laughs> slug soap opera over here. Pretty much, yeah. So it broke away from Japheth's control You're and started evil. consuming yeah. everything in its path. Okay. And grew to kaiju size. Oh. Because it couldn't release... It couldn't it, release the energy. Exactly. It didn't have a, an output. Yep. Uh, the ruling council of Krakoa wanted to kill the rogue slug due to the danger it offered, but Japheth refused, uh, attempting to get the slug under control by himself. 
But why, dude? Because he. I mean, well, at, I, at this like at this point in his evolution, the slugs are like pets to him. Sure. So he's seeing a pet acting naughty, is what it is. Okay. Okay. And he thinks he can get it back under control. Uh huh. Even though it's causing him immense psychic pain, just right. in existence. Right. Okay. So he's he's trying to like square the circle on this. Yeah. One. Yeah. Uh, Japheth forcefully absorbed the energy from the massive slug, growing growing to giant size himself, like building size, Uh uh, and reducing it back to normal size and back under his control, because now it's not in constant pain, it's attached to him again. Yeah. But there's still the second slug, the new one. Yeah, the, the problem is still... It hasn't been resolved. Yeah. So that slug committed suicide via Laura Kenny, X-23. Okay. Like, the entire time, um, the new slug has been antagonizing Laura, like, trying to get her to fight back against it. Why? Because it's trying to commit suicide so that... Oh, the entire time. Yeah. Just want... Okay. So that Japheth can reconnect with the old, the original slug. Oh my god, soap soap opera. Really, yeah. But eventually Laura figures out what's going on, assists it, and... (laughs) Oh, I see. You've been antagonizing me to try to kill you because you want me to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it, it, it's a better story than I make it sound. Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll take yeah. your word for it. Uh, and Megath is actually currently serving as one of the new Dark X-Men under Madeline Pryor, along with some other misfit mutants. Okay. Uh, looking to rescue the few remaining mutants on Earth before they are killed by the Orcus organization. Because... The mutants have just got, undergone a near genocide. Oh, fun. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. All right. So that is the story of Maggot. Um, wow. Like, this, you've, you've covered some oddballs. Uh-huh. But this is the first one where almost everything around him is as odd as uh-huh. he is himself. And it's hard to wrap my brain around what's all going on just because of that extra stuff. That right. it's like, like there's a lot of a lot more names and events and things in this that I am yeah, very unfamiliar yeah, yeah. with. Well, let's so, just let's give a breakdown of what Maggot himself can do. Sure, sure, yeah. Let's for his, the purposes of this podcast. Yeah, his powers are classified as a sentient digestive system, which is a fun term. That that is that one hell of a term. Yeah, uh, Maggot cannot consume food normally. Right. Instead, he feeds by having his omnivorous slugs consume matter and return to his body. Right. When they do this, he absorbs energy from them, which gives him increased size and strength proportional to the energy he absorbs. Right. As a secondary result of this, his skin turns blue. (laughs) As I found out. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why that happens. I think for a while they were going to imply that he was, like, related to Apocalypse in some way. Oh, jeez. Because he looks very similar to Apocalypse when he's huge. Okay. But that never happened. Yeah, okay. Uh, the slugs can communicate psychically with Maggot, and because of this, he has a measure of psychic resistance. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, alright. So what you gonna do with this? This uh, is the fun part. jeez, I love seeing what you come up with. Oh these. my gosh, that, this one's a challenge. Uh-huh. Um, well, my first thought... <clears throat> Oh gosh, I don't. All right, let me let me. I gotta break this down quite a bit here. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get his stats done first, okay. I think, and then we'll we'll get into some of the the nittier grittier stuff because this one is this one's a weird one. Let's tentatively call him the Slugmaster. <laughs> Slugman. 
Man of slugs. Uh, he is going to be a medium humanoid. And he is going to be neutral good, I think. Does that sound about right for his alignment? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I'm not going to do his AC or his hit points. He's going to have a speed of 30 feet. Um, strength. How, how, on a scale of, like, obviously not superhuman, but, like... Normal man. Normal man. Normal man. Not strength. juiced up. I'll give, him a, juice. I'll give him a twelve in strength, okay. just to give him a little bit of a Owie. something to start with. Uh, I'll give him a, we'll say, an eleven in dexterity. Um, I am gonna give him a relatively high constitution because, yeah, going through life starving like that, and then finally getting like that's gonna that's gonna build up some constitution, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, intelligence seems like he's got just average intelligence. Mm -hmm. Do a 10 in that. Wisdom, um, I think I'm going to give him a little bit more credit for in his wisdom. I'll give him 12. Yeah, that sounds good. And his charisma... His charisma can either be relatively high because he is a good-looking dude. Yeah. But it depends on if he's currently eating or not. Well, <laughs> I, I think we're going to go ahead and like give him a higher charisma. Okay. Uh, I'll do a 15 in that. Because, like, despite everything that you described, I kind of just got that vibe from him that he was just kind of a generally nice guy. He's a, he's and, and a sweet kid, is just, the thing. Just like, he's pleasant a, to be around, yeah, for the most yeah, part. Yeah. So. He's generally well-liked by everybody, and he, he's just a nice guy. All right. He so, deserves better than he got. <laughs> it sounds like it. All right. Uh, so but his... that's, that's why it's kind of nice to see him on the new X-Men team. Sure. Because he's, he's finally getting to do something. Now, challenge rating. Now, this is where things get tricky because i don't know oh man um man the, mm, 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 mm. i mean one of the, the the thing with the challenge rating is i can choose a number and just make him that power right so what do i want to make him yeah what type of creature do you feel like making today I mean, that's what it boils down to. It really does. It really does. Um, I feel... I've been sticking with four for a lot of things. You have. Because that's kind of a good baseline, I feel. I think so. It is. It is. It's it's versatile. Uh -huh. um, anything lower than that, you can't really get super creative with, right. I feel. Yeah. And you can get weird at that level. Anything higher than that, and they turn into hit point sponges more than anything. Yeah. Um, I think... I think I'm going to go with a six. Okay. I think we'll we'll start at six. If I feel like I need to adjust it, I will do so. But that yeah, that mid to low range is a good. Uh huh. It's a good point, is especially since, like, if you if you want to use them in bigger encounters or like higher level stuff, you just add more of them. Yeah. So, generally, so at a challenge rating six, it's going to be twenty three hundred experience with a profici proficiency bonus of a plus three. Uh, I'm gonna give him a. I'm gonna give him a proficiency bonus in Constitution saving throws. Okay. So that is going to be a plus seven. And I think I'm gonna give him a charisma proficiency as well. Okay. So that's gonna that be a plus good. five. Uh, damage resistances. That's gonna be psychic and. I think that should be it. 
Um, senses, passive perception of 11, based off of his wisdom. Languages, I guess it'll just be common. And slug. And slug. <laughs> communi- yeah, communicates telepathically with the slug, so that's probably... Yeah, and I don't want to give him telepathy just because he's probably not doing a whole lot with anything other than slugs it's true. his slugs now okay no. actions in the, the traits oh lord all right let me think about this i'm gonna give him a trait that i'm gonna call uncooperative digestion to start <laughs> with um which is just that he uh he cannot eat or drink though he does need to <laughs> okay so yeah, the Slugmaster cannot eat or drink and cannot gain the benefits of doing so. Okay. I'm working on the next trait, which I'm calling Sentient Digestion, because it's right there. Right. Uh, where the Slugmaster has a pair of mechanical slug-like creatures, and I've decided to call them gastroworms. Okay. Living inside of its body. Um, and as an action, he can expel these worms from his chest. Doing so is going to deal damage to himself. Okay. Um, I don't have his health points... Or a range yet, but for a challenge rating six creature, he's going to have um, probably 150 or so HP. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm thinking, let's see, um, I'm thinking that this needs to be pretty significant. Pain- significant. So okay. I'm going to do 40, 12, so average 26. That won't feel great. No, dealing 40, 12. Piercing? Yeah, I guess it'd be piercing. That cannot be reduced. After doing so, um, the worms act on his turn with no action needed to command them. So they just they just go. Um, <laughs> oh man, I hate it when my guts just go. <laughs> and they, the slugmaster can communicate telepathically with them, and when they and they die when he dies. And I'm actually going to change the name of that ability to sentient digestion expulsion. And give him another one called Sentient Digestion Absorption. Okay. Though it's not bulking up to one ability so much. Exactly. Okay. So far, with the Sentient Digestion Absorption I have, okay. as an action, the Slugmaster can reabsorb the worms as long as they are within five feet of it. <laughs> the Slugmaster can absorb both at once or one at a time. When it does so, the Slugmaster regains any hit points it had lost during its uh, Sentient Digestion Expulsion trait, as well as any hit points in the worms reservoir, which I'm going to be doing here in a bit uh any hit points above the slugmaster's maximum are converted into temporary hit hp okay so if it if he's only missing like 50 and it comes back with 100 he'll get an extra 50 temporary okay. hit points so um the slugmaster may also increase any attribute of its choice for every set amount of hit points that it it gains from this i'm just trying to determine what that balance should be and i'm I'm like my first thought was t- for every ten hit points that the slug returns, mm-hmm. he gets to increase his attribute an attribute by one. But I'm not 100 percent sure how powerful that is going to be. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I do not have any cons- clue. Considering he's a challenge rating six, and I'm going to be statting these worms out separately. Okay. Um, I don't know how much damage they're going to do, but I can't imagine them doing more than. Um, more than 10 hit point. Well, let's see. Oh boy. Yeah, that, this is tricky. Um, if I do 10, I think, 
Because what, what I'm thinking about doing with these worms is their pretty much only action is going to be devouring, like attacking, uh-huh. and any hit points that they, they, any damage that they deal in their devour, they build into their reservoir. Um, and that means that they can also not only attack, you know, creatures, but they can attack inanimate objects right. because in D and D fifth edition, inanimate objects have hit points. Right. Right. Um, but in order to mitigate the idea of him, just like, like, let's say you wanted him as a boss for your campaign mm-hmm. or as a foe for your campaign. He's not just sitting in the dungeon, letting his worms just constantly devour things. <laughs> and then when they get, when the players get to him, he's got like a strength of 200 or whatever. <laughs> Um, I'm thinking the players just go through the dungeon and there's just smooth walls and nothing in it. (laughs) Right. And then Japheth's just sitting back there like 10, like 30 feet tall. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm thinking that there's going to be a cap. Like the worms, the, these worms reservoir is going to have a maximum limit. It'd have to. Exactly. So, um, so if that's the case, I think I'm going to make his, it make it to where every, uh, for every, 10 hit points he recovered like is given from his worms uh-huh. he can increase an attribute okay so and that encourages him to constantly be like shooting his worms out and recalling them exactly exactly having him and, and now that i'm thinking about that having him regain just straight up regain the hit points lost from digested the digestion expulsion is probably too much um i'm just going to give him hit points equal to the number in the the worms reservoir so I, I have it now where he can increase his attribute, or it can increase its attributes, uh, any attribute of its choice, by one for every ten hit points that it gains from its slugs, okay. or from its worms. Um, and if the slugmaster ever has fifty or more temporary hit points, uh, its size increases by one stage. And while increased in size, the slugmaster has advantage in all strength, ability checks, and saving throws, and its melee attacks deal an additional one d four of damage. Okay. Um, and then I've given him given it a time limit of ten minutes. So after ten minutes, its ability scores and size return to normal, and it loses all uh, temporary hit points it has gained from this ability. Okay. So that's another restriction there. Um, now, when maggot fights, uh-huh. is it just with punches and kicks? Pretty or, much. Okay, so... You're picking something up and hitting somebody with it. And right, like so just no no special weaponry or no. anything. Because um, now we're, I need... We need to give this boy a, an ability to... Like, he needs to deal damage other than with his with his worms. Uh-huh. So, um, at a challenge rating 6, he's going to be dealing an average of 39 to 44 damage. Oofa doofa. Yeah, so... Those are big punches. <laughs> those are big punches. So we're definitely going to give him multi-attack. Right. And I'm thinking... I've given him three melee attacks. Okay. Which are slam attacks um, that deal an average of 11 bludgeoning damage. That's 2d10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is slightly under what he should be doing. However, I also made it to where if he has any temporary hit points, he can make six melee attacks instead. That's a lot. It is a lot. Um, The problem here, though, is, like, this would make the opening salvo of his his encounter Uh pretty powerful, but then he drops off pretty steeply. And Uh I imagine that during the fight, he's going to be really hard to get... It's going to be hard for him to get temporary hit points at all. Unless he has, like, another source giving him temporary hit points, like a cleric or something. Um, Which I think is fine. Um, Unless, I'm thinking that if I decrease the number of multi-attacks that he gets when he has temporary hit points, I can decrease that, 
but then also make it to where when his slugs return to him, they just give him a little bit of temporary hit points in addition. But that might be a little too... Uh, gosh, I don't know. That's... That's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe instead of playing with the temporary hit points... Uh, let me rethink this for a little bit. I just kind of... Well, I talked myself out of it. You know, I think I'm just going to give him four melee attacks and just leave it at that instead of doing anything with the temporary hit points. Okay. Because I think that's just... Like, I want to play with that mechanic, but I don't think it's going to work out. No. Three melee attacks, but I'm going to do 3d10. That's 16 bludgeoning damage. Oh, that's not even including his strength. Oops. Plus two, so... 18. So, I mean, he's hitting pretty hard already. Mm-hmm. Um... I definitely need to come up here and give him his AC and his hit points. So at challenge rating six, average DC uh, or an average AC of 15 with his dexterity, though, he ain't getting 15. So we're going to have to put some armor on this man. (laughs) And since his whole shtick is hit points, um, I'm actually going to I'm not going to give him as good of armor. I think he's just gonna have chain armor medium chain shirt probably yeah i'm gonna give him a medium chain shirt medium armor chain shirt okay that'll give him an ac of 13 um making him a little easier to hit but like i said his whole shtick is going to be his hit points so beefing up his hit points is not going to be a bad idea all right uh, he's got a constitution of plus four and he's a medium creature, so that's going to be d8s. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I don't want to push it too far, so I'm gonna give him an average of 178 hit points, okay. which is 21 d8 plus 84. It's a lot of d8s. And now for these worms, which are going to be a lot simpler. They're just little guys. They're about the size of a dachshund. I'm gonna give him a challenge rating of two. All right, so I think I am done. All right, so what do we got, got here? So I've got the Gastro Worm, mm-hmm. which is a tiny monstrosity, and they're neutral. Uh, they've got an AC of 13. Oh, shit, they're hit points. Fuck. I imagine they have some. They have hit points. They do. I promise. Why is that the thing we always fuck up on? Because it's, it's, you can't figure it out until you get most of the other stuff yeah. fleshed out, and then you forget. At least that's my case. Uh, let's see. Okay, so it's got uh, an average of 77 hit points. That's 18 D4 plus 32, and a speed of 30 feet. So these suckers can move for tiny creatures. (laughs) But uh, they've got a 14 in strength, a 16 in dexterity, um, a 14 in constitution, and those stats are pretty much just to serve their functions. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, like, Like the strength is high. They've got a higher strength because they need to be able to do damage. The dexterity is high because they need to have a certain AC. Constitution mm-hmm. is high because they need to have a certain HP. Mm-hmm. So that's literally the reason I chose those. Uh, they have an intelligence of eight because I am like they're not. I mean, they're animals, but they're smart enough to t- communicate telepathically right. and receive orders from their master. Um, a ten in wisdom, just pretty standard for most beasts and creatures and things, um, and only a four in charisma because they are big slugs. <laughs> Uh, they've got damage resistances to psychic because of the same for the same reasons as our slugmaster. Right. But I also gave them commut- uh, condition immunities to both being charmed and frightened. Okay. That just made sense to me. 
Uh, dark vision of 60 feet, passive perception of 10. They don't speak any languages, though they can communicate telepathically with him. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't put that as a trait on there. It shouldn't come it, up as it, the thing. Yeah. Um, and because he has that trait, I have it. I might want to do it just for the sake of brevity, but I'm not going to worry about it right now. Uh, but these things are a challenge rating, too. Uh, for their traits, I gave them symbiotic life. The worm dies if its host Slugmaster dies. Okay. They have a hit point reservoir. Each worm can have a total of 50 hit points stored in its reservoir. Whenever a worm has 25 or more hit points in its reservoir, its size increases by one stage. <laughs> While increased, the worm has advantage on strength, ability checks, and saving throws, and its melee attacks deal an additional 1d4 damage. Okay. And then it has digestive transference. Whenever the worm is reabsorbed into the, the host's slug master, it empties its hit point reservoir and regains all of its lost hit points. So, killing these things is not really the point. Like, if you think you can kill them before they get back to the guy, uh -huh. go for it. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. Because mm -hmm. um, they're and their only action is con is consume, which is uh, plus four to hit melee a weapon a weapon attack, dealing an average of seventeen piercing damage. Um, and the worm gains hit points equal to the damage dealt, but the hit points are not added to the worm's hit point pool and instead added to its hit point reservoir. Okay, cool. And that's, so the whole point is he sends them out, he takes, takes a little bit of damage doing so. Um, he has them fight for him while he probably fights with him, you know, fights as well. Uh -huh. But then after they've gotten big and plump and fat, they re he reabsorbs them and he's suddenly harder to kill. And more powerful, for a time, anyway. Um, his, like I said, I, I gave him a 10-minute time limit, which is probably too long, but... That's fine. I don't know. Whatever. I think the mechanics here, or at least the... Uh, I think that they serve the thematics more mm -hmm. than they do the mechanics themselves, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, so. yeah same. Um, I like him. Yeah, I, I think he's kind of a cool creature, so... Mm -hmm. um, so there we have it. That's our Slugmaster, our, our maggot, as it were. <laughs> um, and that's that. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Um, do apologize that we didn't get an episode out on October 1st, but it was kind of a rough... It was a rough time. Um, but I tried if, to die again. <laughs> so much stuff happened. Um, but if you are listening to this on November 1st, which mm -hmm. is the day it releases on the Patreon, thank you so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Um, if you are listening to this on December 1st, then do... Well, happy Christmas. <laughs> happy happy early Christmas. Uh, happy late Thanksgiving or whatever. Yeah. Whatever you celebrate. Uh, but but uh, do consider joining us on our Patreon. Mm -hmm. $5 a month for the Swamp Heap level gets you these episodes a month early, plus uh, a year's backlog of content, um, subclasses, uh other stat nonsense. blocks so much nonsense. lots of nonsense lots of fun stuff um besides it, it would really really help us out uh if you don't want to swing the money uh one dollar a month gets you the fur buddy level just using it as a tip jar for now but you know i will absolutely add in benefits if we get more support mm -hmm. but uh failing that just spread the word rate us and review us on your podcatcher of choice um Preferably, you know, five stars. I don't want to tell people how to rate us, but I want you to rate us. <laughs> I'm not telling you how to live your life. <laughs> but uh, but that would help get us out there as well. Yep. We would really appreciate that. Um, and also, if you didn't know, we are now available on Blue Sky. We've been we've been available on Blue Sky at the point of this release for about a month and a mm -hmm. half. Um, but this is the first one we've recorded since since then. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, uh, we're on Blue Sky. We're still on. We're still on Twitter. I will not. I will die on the hill that it's Twitter. Yeah. Fucking X can eat itself. I don't give a shit. Um, but uh, we we're still on that. Um, we're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're on Tumblr, kind of. Not really. I mean, I have a t- we have a Tumblr. Yeah, it just hasn't been updated in like. No, it automatically updates. Oh, does it? I think oh, okay. I think I've got it to automatically update every no episode. So, anyway, regardless, uh, thank you so much, and we will see you next month for another Comics yep. Crunch.